Bossa Fecão, na Bossa Fecão. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. Once again, we are here again with a guest that is hails from South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, be exact. He is a podcaster, a photographer, and a videographer. He goes by the name of Kevin Staggers. Welcome, Kevin Staggers, to the Boss Effect Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what's what's going going on, man? Uh, nothing much. I'm just enjoying my day. I'm on my nine to five right now. It's my lunch break. So I'm just chilling, relaxed. I got to run some errands and I'm glad I was finally able to catch up with you guys. Um, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. Most definitely, most definitely. When me and my wife first met you at um, one of the Halo Art events, uh, what is what is it? Every Thursday? What is it called? Halo yeah, Art Thursday. events every Thursday night every, at my house. At my house, yep. And when we met yeah. you, man, you had you had such amazing energy. We was like, we definitely got to exchange information. And, you know, you being a podcaster, we being podcasters, we was like, yeah. let's make this happen, you know, and just exchange, yeah, definitely. you know, podcasting. But um, definitely. tell us a little bit about your podcast. Um, So, well, first and foremost, uh, shout out to um, Duke and Chris um, at Hollow Art, because without them putting together, you know, without the Thursday nights, this wouldn't even be possible right here. So I want to just give a quick shout out to them. Um, but as far as our podcast, it's called the Hilltop Glove. And so what the Hilltop Glove was, it was a, pro- a project that was kind of designed like back in 2020. Um, so it was a conversation between me and my brother. And one of the things we realized was we just really didn't take advantage of the opportunities to like, like me- have meaningful interaction and connection with people. And 2020 really just made us realize that even more so. So we really just thought back about the times before then, like how many times we might be out and about and we might run across people that might have very interesting lives or things going on with them or even just stuff we might just want to just find, want to just have just like this general exchange with them. We were just, we weren't thinking about how much time you actually have or how much we just took time for granted. So we thought, oh, well, we'll get back to them because, you know, we might be in an event or they might be doing something to busy. And so we would put it off. But 2020 helped us put a lot of that in perspective. So really, it was it kind of started out as a podcast for us to literally connect with people that we knew that throughout the community that we really didn't really get have a chance to sit down and talk with. And then from there, it kind of evolved from there. And what we realized was because of the age that we're all in, because we're like we're in our 30s, either like our early, mid or late 30s, that we're starting to transition to the part of our lives where we're so, we got to take things like such as we call it like adulting. So like things that regard regarding family, regards to finance, other things, you know, more like adulting, like business type, professional type things into consideration on top of maybe the things that we are already interested in or we've already identified with in our lives from a creative perspective. So it was just about talking to those um, individuals who are creatives, whether or not it's creative from artistic side, whether or not it's creative from entrepreneurial side, because that's, there's a form of creativity with that too, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, because you know, you got to create the idea and bring it to fruition, right? But talking to those different individuals and just talking like, hey, 
you're known in the community for this, or this is the image that you put out, but what is it like behind the scenes? What's your nine to five like? I know you got kids, so what is it like dealing with your kids and still making sure that your website is up up and running, right? Making sure you're still getting in touch with clients, right? You know, and so it's just those types of things. What's what's the relationship life like? How do you find time to set aside to spend time with your significant other, mm-hmm. right? How do you do all those things while still, like I said, paying attention to whatever projects you're working on, whether or not it's your uh, creative project, whether or not it's your business in itself. And that's really the essence of the Hilltop Club. Not to cut you, not to cut you off, Kevin, but speaking of that, how, how does that work out for you? Man, and that's what I learned a lot. So <laughs> the biggest thing for me was, um, for one, I always like to share this with people, is um, so about a couple of years ago, I, well, I, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD. One of the things is what people don't get is, as, and like a lot of adults deal with it, you know, there's some people may take medication, some may not. Like I don't advocate for it. That's not what I do. You know, I, but like I said, for me, I have to do that. And then, of course, I do like therapy and stuff like that to help work on things. But um, when it comes to uh, my needs, I know my biggest thing was time management. It was huge time management thing because I would get not overwhelmed with tasks, but I would focus all my attention on tasks outside of the home and not focus on what's going on at home. And I feel like that's very important for you to be very successful. At anything you do, you got to put, you got to prioritize what's going on in your home before you can go out and be a boss anywhere else. You got to learn how to be a boss at home. And I think that's something a lot of people get caught up in. And I think that can be a, a detriment a lot of times for a lot of people who are successful as professionals, um, as business owners, or even as creatives is, you know, you have that outside aspect down, you know, but the most that part that's going on at home, that part's not down. So it's making sure you have those things underway in the line. And I know the biggest thing with me was learning how to keep a calendar. Because before I would just kind of like, hey, you want to go here? You want to go there? Oh, I got this project over here. I got to go shoot this or I got to go shoot that. I got to record this. I got to record that. And I would just get up, you know, as soon as, especially if it was like money involved. Oh, I'm getting paid too. Oh, I'm going. Right. And I would just get up and go without really taking into consideration the impact that's going to have on the household with me being gone that's those are tasks or those are chores or things that I'm not gonna be able to do that my wife might feel like she has to pick up or somebody else might have to you know or so it was just learning that and then like I said just making sure I had that time set aside for my family and then when it came to events or things that come up especially when you're doing things more like the content creation side or more on a creative aspect a lot of people don't realize is it's not as structured when it comes to events or finding out about opportunities. So a lot of times you'll find out about opportunities at the last minute. So for me, I have a really big rule when anybody approaches me about any type of project they want me to work on and want to bring me into work. If it's something I can't put on my calendar, at least a month in advance, I don't like, I don't do it. It's very rare that I do it. And it's just because of that fact, it is, that helps me maintain my work life balance. So I keep make sure I always keep my family first, but at the same time, it, it helps me not also not become overwhelmed as well. You know, Kevin, I love the fact that you said that. You said a lot of golden nuggets that you have to literally, literally have a trained ear to hear the jewels that you're dropping behind the conversation that I'm listening to. And one of the things that one of the things that I'm most hearing is about that level of support, that work-life balance that you and your wife had to come up with. Because Sean Seven used to do me like that. 
And I it used to drive me crazy. And I'm gonna sit here and tell you, being married to a hip hop artist when I'm yeah. an active duty soldier, and it's yeah. like you going where to Munich for how long? Like literally, yeah. I would literally we were stationed in Germany, and I would uh-huh. come home, and he would say, "Hey, I'm going away for the weekend to Munich to record a song," mm-hmm. because back then you literally had to travel to go yeah. to studios oh, to do music. Yeah. You couldn't do yeah. it at home. So, yeah. So I hear you saying that and having to learn to um, have that balance in your home. One of the things that we're big on is, mm-hmm. is family first yes. and yeah. having that inside your home and inside your home actually starts with your mentality in the way you view yeah. you know, your spouse, your family, you know, mm-hmm. so for you, when you say, Hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur because you said two things. One, you're an entrepreneur, you're a boss, but you have a nine to five. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. And you said, my wife, time management and balance. And because I'm extra, I'm going to throw in a little bonus. We're going to talk about that ADHD because I also have ADHD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's those are the veins that I want to stick with right there. Yeah, that's okay yeah, with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. So, so that's tell fine. me about that. What happened for you to realize that you needed to come up with some level of balance in the home life and your creativity? Oh, well, um, it's very easy when my daughter was born. Uh, I think that was it because I think prior to that, and I know even my wife would kind of, kind of attest to it, we were kind of we were kind of fly by the seat of our pants. So even though she's more of a type A person, because it was just us and we're pretty much independent, you know, we would just be like, hey, you want to go out to eat here or go here, go there? I got this thing going on tonight. You want to go with me? Oh, no, I ain't going to go. Oh, okay, well, I'll go. And there was nothing else that outside of just to make sure we had time with each other because when we were at home, we were with each other, right? It was just, it just kind of flowed. But when we had our daughter, all that changed because somebody had to be there with her but that at the same time, you, it's not just you being there. You got to do stuff with her, too. And you know how it is when you have kids. It's not just being in the house with the kids. You know, they got to have structure as well. They got to have some type of purpose or some type of guidance of what they're going to be doing on a daily day basis. So with that said, that kind of forced me to be like, man, Kevin, you got to put a schedule together. You just can't get up and pop up and go over here to this event or that event last minute. You literally got to set up a schedule and then there's certain things that like I've intentionally like I tell people this all the time and it's funny we talked about like with Duke earlier um, I remember one time when he interviewed me I was sharing with him afterwards I was like man I was like I love like what it is you guys are doing I wish I can come tomorrow I was like just I'm just I don't got the bandwidth for it right but in any other way I can support you guys I'll definitely try to support you all and what it is that you do and I think he had like a networking event like a couple weeks following that is and I think I was out and about that day. And this is actually another tip, too. I'll give somebody a tip on this one. But I'm going to have my daughter out. Because usually on the weekends, I have my daughter with me all the time, especially on Saturdays. She's with me all day. And so they had a networking event at my house. And so when I was on my way back to the house, I realized I had a few minutes I would stop by show my face. And so me and my daughter would stop by, show the face, you know, talk with them and everything, you know. And, like, you know, pay for a ticket and everything, even though we're going to be there. But it's just to be able to show people that you're supporting them, too. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing is like, my thing is if I can come in here and I can show you that I'm supporting you and do all that, that's really what it's about for me. And part of it is like when it comes to that time management, 
also you got to figure out time. You got to make the most of your time too. Uh So for me, one of the things that I learned how to do was when it comes to networking, I knew anytime I could get out into the community, that's an opportunity for me to network. Uh, Whether or not it's for my business itself, whether or not it's for the podcast, I knew I need to take advantage of it. And not every networking opportunity is going to be something like on a on a Friday after at a brunch somewhere on a Thursday night or a Friday, Wednesday evening late. You know, it's not always going to be that. Sometimes it's just going out to the local market. Oh, go ahead. No, I love what I love what you're saying, and I'm just I'm like leaning in. Yeah. So one of the things that I do, I realize is a lot of times it's just about me being able to talk to people face to face. And so in order to do that, I just got to go to the places where people are. So whether or not, like I said, those things relate to my project, the podcast, like what I work on, it's just going to these events. Since so I realized the perfect place for me to go was the festivals, right? It's perfect networking opportunity for me. Why? Because one, I can talk with people that might be interested in content creation, of course, sharing my services with them, right? But then also, if there's a somebody that might be an amazing guest on our podcast, perfect way for me to talk with them too. And it's neat because... I always have my daughter with me because she's always in the stroller. She's always hanging out with me. Right. So whenever I'm communicating those things to them, especially talking to them about the podcast, they see it in real life on how I manage these things and how I work these things out. And they see that balance between all of those things firsthand. So it's another opportunity, a selling tool, selling piece in order to get people more involved or to want to find out more. And it's, ve- it's been very um, helpful when it comes to networking, too, and creating more opportunities. And I probably created so many more opportunities, just like I said, not only from the business side, uh, from content creation, but from the podcast side with guests, just by me just getting out and going to like local festivals, um, local city markets, just going to local events where kids are there, dogs and cats, you know, every, every, everybody's there. And so it was just like, these are the times that, you know, you can make those connections. Yeah. So it sounds like to me like your daughter is your uh, lead magnet. Yeah, she is. She is in a sense my lead magnet. Yeah. I've heard about men using kids like that before, you know. Hey, come on, get daddy some business. It's horrible. Yeah, I think she likes it too. She's a people person too. So how old is she now? Oh, uh, she's two. She just turned two um, last month. Okay. Turned two in September. Okay. So, yeah, she yeah, just yeah. made history. She just made history. Okay. <laughs> so, Kevin, I hear so many talents and so many gifts and so many jewels, but I wonder, you know, like with Sean Seven, for instance, Sean Seven's a hip hop artist. He's a digital cinematographer. You know, he's a husband. He's a father. But I always say, Sean Seven, what makes you a boss? And what is that one thing that you do that you want people to come to you for? So I'm like, hmm. So Kevin, when I hear your story, what's your one thing? I'm a connector. So I connect people to other people. I connect people to other op- to opportunities, um, resources. That's what I do. That's my gift. And that's something I kind of figured out. I really just started to learn that about myself over about the past year and a half, um, two years. Is I'm somebody, when people meet me, I'm a very unassuming person. I'm very unassuming. Um, with that being said, that's a gift and that's a curse at some times. So the curse thing, and I always want to go to the curse day first, is that I'm not always noticed, right? Because I'll make the big loudest noise or anything like that. But it's a gift because it allows me to get into certain doors or to, yeah, up to get into certain opportunities other people might not be able to. 
So whether or not it's um, through my nine to five, like I said, with me working on with um, DJJ, um, connecting to you to different people I work with in the communities and vice versa to, like I said, just um, stuff I do with the content creation on that side and with the podcast. It's just because, like I said, this gives me a blessing to be able to communicate with different types of people from different walks of life. So I'm not really boxed in where, okay, he can only talk to these types of people over here, but he can't talk to these types of people. And then when people find out, they're like, oh, you know them too? How do you know them? Oh, because I do this. I didn't know you. <laughs> exactly. And then when they talk to the people and verify, like, oh, he was telling the truth. Why is he, he doesn't act like he does this. He doesn't act like he does that. So that's where I would say it's connecting people, just using the gifts that I have. Okay, okay. Awesome. So, Kevin, you said you have a nine, a, a nine to five. And yes. You also have your own business. Can you give us a brief insight on what your nine to five is and then give us a brief insight on what that business is that you have yourself? Oh, yeah. All right. So um, a nine to five, I work with um, Department of Juvenile Justice here in the state of South Carolina, and I work with the Career Readiness Center. And what we do is we assist um, youth that are either in the community or in our facilities with transitioning back out into the community and gaining um, getting employment, job training, uh, post-secondary education training, or any support or assistance with community resources to help them become independent. And of course, to stay, stay out of trouble, um, most importantly. And so it's really an amazing job. Um, we have some amazing success stories too, some students that we've worked with. And it's neat because it's one of those jobs where it requires you to think outside of the box and to think about the resources and the opportunities in the community for the youth that we serve and just connecting them with those things. So it's kind of like, like I said, a job like this is really ideal for me. Awesome. So would you say your your nine to five is your your job and your podcast is your entrepreneur adventure or would you yeah. say your podcast is your job and your nine to five is your entrepreneur you you, just, you see what i just did there yeah yeah i want and you I... to talk to me about that because here's the thing and why i did that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because when we started you know most people say oh i'm my own boss i want to be my own boss and they don't realize that being your own boss you still have to answer to, to someone yeah. you still have to have yeah. boundaries you still have to have structure and discipline yeah. and that you can still be your own boss and be a boss and make money online through podcasting helping others serving others showing up and being of service and still have a nine to five not because yes. you need it but because you know it serves a purpose and you're serving in purpose which sets your soul on fire and brings you so much joy because what you're doing you're serving in a place of service listen to this now i'm gonna show you something kevin i'm gonna i'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna I'm gonna share a little bit of queen kimmy with you all right now okay <laughs> so kelvin is a connector his gift is connecting people okay he has adhd which means that his mind is it's constantly moving right? So he's a connector. He connects people. When he meets you, he's listening for the best parts of you. He's listening for the best parts of how he can serve you or how someone else that he knows can be of service from you. So when he's now going to work at the DJJ, he's now working with youth and now he is providing proof Mm -hmm. and connections 
mm-hmm. for people who are actually making a difference in the community and want to make a difference. And he said, mm-hmm. hey, here's a kid or here's someone or here's a person or a resource that I learned through this organization or entity mm-hmm. that I can now use over here. So see, Kelvin is what we call a well-balanced, holistic entrepreneur because he has the best of both worlds. Yes. And he knows it. And I want to add one little one little quick thing. And the fact that you have ADHD and you're working with kids yeah, and they get to see this and they like, yeah. and I, I and yeah. some, some of them might have ADHD and they was using that as a crutch for them yeah. not to elevate. But when they see you, it's like, oh man, he has it and he's doing big things. I can too. So now they get to say, I can make it past this and, and I can't use this as a, as a stopping, you know what I'm saying? Stopping block, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole point. I love how you put that because I think a lot of times, and especially when it comes to, I guess the way that we think about like people being bosses now, or at least what is popular is, is popular now is a lot of people I feel like, and I know this might be something a lot of people may not like to hear, but I really feel like a lot of people want to become bosses. So nobody tells them what to do and they can treat anybody the way they want to treat them. And we don't like talking about that. Stop, stop. I'm going to spotlight. I'm going to put you pin. I'm pinning this because we're going to share this. Go ahead. You can, I hear wisdom coming. Go ahead. Talk right. on it. Speak on it. No. So the reason why I say that is I always think of, especially, and, I, and it's unfortunate sometimes, even when it comes down to like, especially with our people, I feel like sometimes those that become entrepreneurs who say they want to become entrepreneurs are those that may have not been successful in the corporate world because of maybe some things that might interpersonally they have issues with. And so they use that to justify why they're supposed to be a boss, but they still carry those same issues or those same barriers into their businesses. So it's like you have bad customer service or bad interpersonal skills on somebody else's job. Oh, well, I'm going to start my own business. And guess what? You're your own boss. You have your own business, but you still have those same bad interpersonal skills and bad customer service skills. Yeah. And that can attest to a lot of businesses when you have you ever heard the saying a lot of businesses fail in the first five years because they bring their personal problems into business and think entrepreneurship is about taking risks. However, it's about taking calculated, smart risks based on strategy. And that's why we ask everybody who comes on to prove that they're a boss when they say they're a boss on the Boss Fake Podcast, because we have to protect our listeners. And we want to make sure that if you're on here and you say you're a boss, that you can, you're actually a boss. And one of the things with making a boss is making a difference. And one one of the tools to do that is making money. And yeah. not being afraid to do so. So, Kevin, you ready to ju- ready to jump into this game? Yeah. I know you've been listening to the podcast, so you know how this yeah. goes. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you give you some of these rules, man. We're gonna give you a hundred dollars to start off with. Okay. You're gonna get a beater truck to get around in. Okay. It's only gonna get you from point A to point B. You can't get out of town in that thing, man. If you try to leave across that state, okay. line, it's gonna break down. Okay. Then you go, you can't uh, borrow any money from friends or family or a bank. Okay. You can use your own intellectual property. You can use the internet. You can use whatever business that you already have that you already started, but you got to realize nobody knows you. So I want you to give our listeners step-by-step how you're going to go about getting 10K in 10 days. 10K in 10 days. Because you're a boss. 
That's actually a good one. All right. So what I would do is I got the $100 and I already have everything else that I currently have, right? Yes. So I got all my, okay. So for one, what I would do is I would probably focus very specific on contacting a target audience or a target group. So for me, what I would do is I would focus on restaurants. I would focus on contacting local restaurants, especially like um, local, like black owned restaurants, for example. Right. And I would research, I would use my phone because I, I got to use stuff I have. Right. Mm-hmm. I would use my phone research. I would check out social media profiles. Right. So I'll check out social media profiles. I would check out websites. And from there, like whatever is lacking as far as like a social media presence, a content creation presence, that's what I would uh, reach out to them to provide as far as services, as far as helping them with creating content and with um, creating like imagery, like images, or even helping out too with um, helping them getting started with just like a basic web page up. And I would go out to those businesses and do that. And I would offer different packages. So I would offer a package um, for like basic website design. Cause like I said, I assist with that too, where it would be like a monthly subscription. Um, they would pay to be a flat fee. They would pay for me to provide coverage for that, but also to provide like any like assistance with like social media posts. Um, we're coming out doing um, videos, um, editing them, putting them online. And what I would try to do is at least line up a minimum of 10 to 15 different um, businesses. And I would try to set them up for contracts of at least $80 a month to be able to provide those services for them. And so, and that, like I said, that would be me going out with the current equipment I have and shooting everything, doing counseling, uh, doing consultant sessions with them, lining all that up. And then basically what that would break down to the $80 a month, that would be roughly about $9,600. Uh, well, it would be $960 a year. And if I get about 10 to 15, like I said, that would at least put me by the 10, the 10 K mark. And I would do that. Now, That's pretty much it. So you going 10 K in a year. Off yeah, I'm going 10 K in a year. We want to see how you're going to make 10 K in 10 days. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. So now with me making 10K in 10 days, um, pretty much what I would have to do is I would have to expand out to more clients um, for one. But then I would have to think about larger projects as, as well. So that would probably be uh, actually getting with them and doing commercials, like actually setting up commercials with them to where they can actually put posts online. And if they want to send to stations to post, they'll be able to do that as well. And usually um, when it comes to me doing those types of contracts, so usually I'm just around like $1,500 um, in those contracts. And so I would pretty much need to line up at least a minimum of, I would say, I would have to line up at least a minimum of one to two a day, but definitely one a day. So one with the 1500 would be providing those services for them. Um, then that'll get me to about 10500 So one each day. All right. I'll just, I, I, I'm glad yeah, you back there about it. Yeah, I was seeing when, when he yeah, said 80, I was seeing him like, mm, I don't know if we're going to have this episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, no. Because um, yeah, like I said, because I was thinking about it in the sense of, like, if it's like a long-term thing, but if it's just make, because like I said, because especially when it comes to content creation, one of the things people think about is it's not, with content creation, it's not about a quick lick. It's more about getting like getting a contract and having to 
the funds come in like a more like a residual thing to where it's like a more like setup like that. But if it's about just setting up gigs and doing projects, yeah, that can be done. Like I said, you can do a large project. As a matter of fact, actually, I got I got a couple um, and I'm writing up now. That's what's the irony of this, because I was actually talking with a um, client, um, a potential client yesterday. And I actually had a meeting with one Friday. But yeah, it would just be lining them up, just do a uh, full length project, just get it done, get the contract in. Okay. Get it done, it'd be a lot of work. Um, so but like I said, that's why I got the gas money. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the one of the things that we're um, that we do is if you are if your answer is satisfactory, we yeah. award you another ten k, and you walk away with twenty thousand dollars in boss bucks. Yeah, <laughs> to use. Um, to you, so I think your answer passed. Does he get his twenty thousand dollars? He did after he get after he went back and, and, and gave us that second. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, so I want you to go through the rest of your day knowing that you have twenty thousand dollars in boss bucks. Thank you, thank <laughs> okay. you. That's what's up. And so Kevin, man, before we let you get up out of here, what's one thing you want the people that's out here listening to walk away with after hearing your story? Um, I think the biggest thing is is just. Think about what you're good at and just whatever your gift is, realize what, uh, what your gift is. And that's going to be the thing that's going to make you successful and what you define as success, not what, what I define as success, not what you all define as success, but what you personally define as success. Yeah. Um, just And then you just got to set goals. But then at the same time, you just got to prioritize. You got to just always realize what's most important to you. And stuff, and I think if you just do that, you find out what you're what you're good at. You prioritize what's most important to you, and then you realize that success is ultimately is defined by you. I think that you will be, you know, you'll be able to do what it is that you need to do to be your own boss. Exactly. And to realize at the end of the day, we all have to answer to somebody. That at, at the end of the day, you know, the Hilltop Grove podcast where Kevin is a co-host. You can check it out. We'll put those links in the show notes underneath. And Focus Media, if you're interested in videography and photography information, we'll also have that underneath. Kelvin just told you that you get to define your own success. And I think that was a golden nugget because as you can see, the boss effect stands for bold, outspoken, soulful stories. Exactly. And that all starts with you knowing who you are and owning your story and being able to stand in that story and not hide behind anyone or hide behind anything. So take your heart back today and start with your own mentality and realize that that's where being a boss is. It's in your mentality. So Ken, before we close, can you uh, give the listeners a way to get in contact with you if they want to work with you or go further further with you? Yeah, um, that's pretty straightforward. Um, now, as far as content creation, like I said, and when I define content creation, what I mean is photography, videography, and podcasting. And that is either audio or video. All of that, if you're interested in any of those services, um, just go to Focus One Media, and that's the number, that's the letter, um, that's the word one. So Focus, O-N-E, one media.com. And then you'll be able to contact me through there. Um, also, that's my IG as well, um, at Focus One Media. And that's for the content creation side. But in regards to the podcast, we're at um, the hilltopglovepodcast.com. And um, our IG for that is at Hilltop Glove. There you have it. 
folks. We'll make sure we're going to have all that information in the show notes. And with that being said, Kevin, any last words you'd like to say? No, um, I just want to just thank you guys for the opportunity um, to be able to speak because a lot of times I don't really get to speak a lot. So it's really neat being able to speak and be on the other side because usually I'm in the background either producing or I'm lining everything up. So it's neat just being able to kind of talk and be able to share um, stories and also learn a lot from you guys as well. I learned a lot from you guys as well today. So, and I definitely look forward, like I said, um, working with you guys and hearing from you guys again. That's um, what's up, man. So, Kevin, thanks again for stopping by the Boss Effect Podcast. And on that note, we're out. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an IE. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.